Welcome to today's Sing Street Style podcast. I'm with a really special guest. I'm with Bhavan, who is one of the most iconic Mendy slash henna artists in the world, from being recognized by the Queen to having um, concessions from all over the world in luxury department stores. Uh, I don't know what else more I can say to hype this up. But so, Bhavan, like, you've done amazing things in your life. So have you. You've Thanks. done amazing things. Thanks. But um, I want to know how you got there. Oh, I wish I could say like it was just like that, but it never is. I mean, people, you know, we know when they say overnight success and you know that people think all of a sudden, you know, you've got all of this success behind you and it, it just happens with a click of a finger. But um, I, I've been doing henna since I was 15. I'm 34 now, so I'm quite old. Um, and when I picked up the cone, I just had a passion for doing henna. Yeah. Um, what, what made you pick you up and do it? So I was at a family friend's wedding and I didn't like the way the artist was doing the Mendy. So I literally picked up the cone and started doing it on myself and on my sisters. And then I thought, God, I... I've... And you was good straight away? I wouldn't say I was good. No, I, I think I, I liked it. And okay. there was a bit of a flair. I mean, everyone oh. would say, God, you're really good, brother. You should, you should do this. Yeah. That made me go for a course. So I did a course here in London. Um, and then I remember finishing that course. And it was my mussy that took me because I was too young to go to London on my own. And Wait, where she... would you... Was you always you was in East London, right? I used to live in East London. Oh, now okay. I'm in Battersea. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so when I used to, you know, traveling in on the tube, my oh, okay, okay. took me. Yeah. And um, I said to her, I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the best at this. Watch, I'm gonna be the best. And I, and I just had that goal. I just had that mindset. Um, and then so I started doing like a little bit of advertising, you know, henna in the common room yeah. for all these <laughs> little, you know, festivals and stuff like that. And then I got to a point whilst I was at uni. I started charging brides oh, okay. for henna and stuff like that. Um, and, I, and it was like, I was hooked on it because all of a sudden I was like, right, I've got my own business. I'm doing a business degree in marketing and I'm, I'm kind of shaping my own business. What, what uni did you go to? Westminster. Oh, so did I. I went to the Harrow campus. Oh, okay. I, I was, like I was in Regents. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, See, for me, I didn't want to go to uni. I was like, Dad, I don't want to go. But he was like, no, I want to see you with your cap and gown. And I was <laughs> like, okay, that's purely the reason why I did yeah. it. But in hindsight, I'm really glad that I did yeah. because I learned so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then whilst I was at uni, I did a bride and she said to me, gosh, you're really fast. You should go for the world record. And during my degree, I knew how important it was to get a USP. So I thought that the world record would be great. Um, so then I, I said to dad, dad, shall I go for the world record? And he was like, yes, you must do it. You know, go for it. <laughs> so, um, I went for the Guinness world record and yeah. the, the record at the time was 214 henna armbands in one hour. And I did 314 henna armbands in one hour. Wow. Which okay. was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I held that record for three years. Um, but then somebody else broke it and did 380. In India. Oh, okay. Um, but then like three months later, I got it back and I did 511. So I still hold the world record wow. to date. And I'll, I will always be grateful for the world record because that's what kind of put me on the map. You know, yeah, you know yeah. people ask me, oh, do you get paid for it? Did you get money for it? No, it wasn't that. It was what it helped, the weight of the record. Yeah, yeah. So with that weight of the record, I approached, um, you know, the TV show EastEnders? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that wedding with Priya. Kalidas. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, there was an Asian, that Asian family on on the TV show, and I was like, look, I know there's going to be a wedding because with every Asian family there's a wedding, and when you've got a wedding, you're going to need henna, and you're going to need to call me. And you know, they they said, okay, okay, and I thought they fobbed me off, but like, wait, no. so how did you get in touch with them though? 
Oh my god, I called relentlessly. This is what I do. Like yeah. if I want something, I'll be really knock down on those doors. Yeah. Uh, I kept calling and they said, "Sorry, we can't put you through to the makeup department. We can't put you, put you through." And I called and but, called and but called. Where did you get the number from? I literally called BBC, like head office. Oh, okay. Went on the internet, yeah, did a yeah. bit of research, and that was it. And then wow. uh, someone by accident put me through to the makeup team, uh. where I spoke to this really lovely lady called Viv. Told her about what she needed. Six weeks later, they called me in for a trial. And I got the job and I was on set for two weeks doing yeah. henna on the family. And I did the second wedding as well with the brother. Um, and then from there it was, you know, I did celebrities. We did Alicia Dixon. What, wow. So what was it like doing um, henna at, you know, in EastEnders? It was amazing. So this is a show that I grew up on. Yeah. Like watching and loving it. It's a lot smaller. The set is really small. And I have to say that after working on set, I stopped watching it because... You know how everything yeah, is magic's, done. Yeah, you know, you see yeah, the magic. And yeah. it's, it, I mean, I was on set from like 8 a.m. till midnight some days, yeah. especially when we were on location as well. So yeah. I was like, I just can't watch this show anymore. Yeah. But but it was the best experience ever. Being yeah. on set, like, it was just awesome. Um, I met really good friends. Priya was a bridesmaid yeah. at my wedding. You know, we're, oh, no we're really tight. Yeah. So I've made good relationships, good friends out of it. This, this is really embarrassing, but I'm just going to say it. But I always had the biggest crush on her Aww. since, since ben, ben La Beckham, probably. I think that's yeah, when I first saw I mean, saw. a lot of people have. Yeah, so. I, mean, I mean, why not? Obviously, you know, look at her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but, um, yeah. but she's a lovely, really good friend. And, and, and she was one of those people who, would, you know, always push me as well, inspire me. Yeah. I met so many amazing people. And then... Um, did you know celebrities like Alicia Dixon, Sugar Babes, and had all these amazing so, opportunities? So how did that happen? So you went from EastEnders to yeah. Lisa Dixon, uh, Alicia Dixon, and Sugar Babes, and Sugar Babes were massive. They were. So, so how yeah. how did that happen? So I think my name got around in the industry. So when there were collaborations, because Alicia Dixon did a song with Jay Sean, oh, okay, and cool. then she did yep. a cover for I think it was at the time Asian Woman. Yeah, and so they got in touch with me to do the henna, uh, which was great. Yeah, and she, I made friends with her. And me and her now are really good friends you know wow. we'll always say hello to each other and yeah. everything she's lovely i just did a talk on a panel for marie claire for which she was on as well wow. so we have this really lovely rapport together yeah. um sugar babes i got because i don't know if you've heard the photographers amit and narut oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah they got me on board for oh, that okay, and cool, they knew cool. i mean narut would always say to me i can see that hunger in you you know that's really really nice and they got me on board for that which was amazing and i would always say being on these shoots and meeting these, you know, people, Western people and all that stuff, they'd say, we love henna, but we just don't know where to get it done from. Yeah. Like, where would we get it done? And I remember saying to, to one of the guys as well uh, on a shoot that I met, I want to make henna mainstream. And they were like, oh, but it is already mainstream. And I was like, no, it's not. I don't think you understand what I mean. And it was just, it was that. It was about making it available everywhere. That's when I had the, the idea about a henna bar. Um, and I got in touch with um, Selfridges. And, and like, so, how how do you get in touch with Selfridges? Literally, got on the on on the you know internet. So it's quite straightforward and easy got to in do. Touch with, not really, oh. because it. I mean, it's easy to get the contact, but whether they contact you back, that's a big thing. Yeah. So it's um, I got in touch with them, sent them the email and all that stuff. Didn't hear from them. Then I got a phone number. Spoke to a really lovely lady called Steph, and it became a kind of a joke because I would call her once every three months, and she'd be like. Hi, Bhavan. What are you up to now? Like, you know, like I was a naughty child, yeah. just bugging her. <laughs> but we made this kind of relationship. And then I called her on the off chance again. I think this is about the sixth or seventh time. Yeah. And I said, um, you know, come on, let's try it. Let's do this. She goes, you know what? There is an opportunity. Um, and it's called the Beauty Project. This was five years ago. I'll okay. put you in touch with them. Now, before this, 
you know, because they kept saying no. They said no to me for two years. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I, I love doing the brides. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's something in me that just wants to do more. Yeah. What can I do more? Like, how can I be busy every day? And then, so I approached Topshop. Topshop on Oxford Street gave me my first uh, chance, yeah. if you like. They gave me a pop-up. Literally, they gave me a trolley. And that was it. So I got glitters. Mendy, I'd never hired staff before in my life. Yeah. Uh, I was literally on the shop floor from 8 a.m. till 10 p.m. that night in wow. the summer when we started. I didn't know what, I didn't have a clue what I was How doing. How many years ago was this? This was in 2013. So so what was the transition like from doing, because you were, I, I'm assuming, full-time just doing brides, right? Yeah. And how was, how was the business just doing brides? Good it money? was good, but there was not enough of it. Okay. Um, I loved doing brides and I, it was really, really good, but I was like, there's something more to this. It's like, yeah. and then I would think, you know, I would think, oh God, I want to give up. But then there used to be like a kitsch, like a yeah. like a pull in me yeah. to say, you've got to do something. There's something. And I used to say this to my husband and my family, like, what is it? What is it that's making me want to keep at this? Like, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. And then when I had that moment and I did that Topshop thing, it was tough. I remember crying on the phone to my husband saying, then at the time he was my boyfriend, saying, I don't know what I'm doing. I've yeah. got no idea what I'm doing. He was like, just take one day at a time. Yeah. I said, I haven't got the... I haven't got the faintest, um, but I just kept going, and it, it kind of worked. We made really good money in those four weeks of yeah. the pop up, and then with those figures, I went to. And I'm being very honest. Yeah. With that figure, with those, um, you know, those numbers, I went to Selfridges and I said, "Look, it works. Give me a chance." Yeah. And then that's when the beauty project came along, and I met with Wiz, who is who was my buyer at the time. Okay. And I showed her what we've got. And she gave me like poker face. Yeah. Mm, all right. Well, to set up here, it costs a hundred thousand pounds. Wow. And this, you know, well, we'll see. You know, basically just answers like that. Yeah. So I went home with my tail between my legs and was like, all right, well, that's not going to happen. But yeah. then a week later, she emailed me back and she goes, look, let's give it a trial. And wow. I've got a book out now called Part Time Inc. Yep. And I've given her a special thanks. I've yeah. given Topshop a special thanks. When did, when did this book come out? This book came out two years ago now. I, I had no idea. Yeah, so I've got a book out called Part-Time Inc. Okay, I've, the link will be in the description below if you're watching this on YouTube. Thank you. Yeah. And um, yeah, so you, it teaches you 30 different designs of how to do henna, how to make your own transfers. And it's just been published in French now as well. No so way. it's available in Paris. Yeah. That's wicked. Yeah. So, I mean... It's important to thank the people along the way. So yeah. I work really closely now with my buyer from Selfridges and, and all the people who've helped, you know, all my staff, all my team members, everything, you know, you can, you can never do it on its own. But it's like one thing led onto another, onto another, onto another. So yeah. it's never success like, oh, all of a sudden it just happened. It's like yeah. small successes. And then yeah, all of a sudden yeah. you've got this big thing. Yeah, because you went from Topshop, which is obviously everyone knows about Topshop from all around the world, yeah. to Selfridges, which is... Um, one of the most luxurious high-end department stores in the world. Yeah. So from there, where did it go from Selfridges? So since Selfridges, we've had pop-ups in and permanent residency in Harvey Nichols. Okay. Um, we've yep. done pop-ups with Topshop back and forth. We've got a uh, pop-up in Barney's, New York. Nice. Uh, we've we're in Milan in a department store called La Rinascente. Yeah. Um. So there is a hunger. Yeah. For the henna, people used to say, and even my own parents used to say, um, do will people have henna every day? Yeah. Will they? And with the beauty industry, I feel like you don't know unless you try it. Yep. People don't know what they want something unless you offer it to them. Yep. Exactly. And I remember it was tough. You know, you I would I was living at home, so I could afford to make take that risk. So you know, I would pay Selfridges 
all their fees yep. through what I made with Selfridges and then from my private work doing my brides I paid my girls wages which meant I earned nothing yeah wow you know I earned nothing for a good eight eight to ten months wow um and literally that's, that's a big sacrifice it Crazy. was but, and it was time yeah. and, I, and my dad would be that's like, what you gotta do yeah and my dad would be like I'd sit on the sofa and I'd fall asleep and my dad would be look like and he goes I don't know why you're killing yourself. And this is from a man who is an entrepreneur himself, yeah. a businessman himself, who knows how hard it is. Yeah. But no parent wants to see their ki- exactly. kids suffer, you know what I mean, or go through anything. But for me, it meant everything. Yeah. So even now when I think about it, it sounds like, oh, get the violins out. But I don't regret it. I don't yeah. want anyone to feel sorry for me. I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, it's like, I loved it. I, and I still love it. Yeah. I love the journey. I love the journey I'm on. I'm still nowhere near where I want to be. But Where do you want to be? Oh, I want to do so many things, party. So many things. I want to revolutionize the henna industry. That's you, my goal. Even though I think you've done it already, but you want to do even more. Yeah, Take I've got so many more things to come. Like what? Come on. Like what? Okay, so so where? For, for, what, what do you have? What, what do you have planned that you can give away? Or can you not give anything away? I can't. The reason why yeah. is because I'm very. I just want to protect. Oh, okay. The dream. Yep. Yep. And once it's done, believe me, I will shout yeah. about it. But yeah. it's going to be stuff that you know you would have never thought of. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to be a pillar of the beauty industry because I feel like henna is so important, such an important thing to our culture. Yeah. You know, you don't see a bride without Mendy. Yep. Even brides who don't like Mendy have to wear Mendy. Yep, you exactly, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's so important to our culture and I feel like that's resonating throughout. Yeah. And that's happened throughout Eid and Diwali. Yep. I'm getting, you know, massive giant brands want to Estee Lauder, Clarins, wow. Clinique, yeah. all of these people who want to collaborate with me during Eid and Diwali and it shows how we are being seen and heard yeah, yeah. and how our beauty regimes yeah. are now becoming so worldly you know you know yeah, what i mean yeah because i definitely see you as like the hood of beauty of of mendy right oh, thank that's because because you. you've your credibility uh, just stands out from the crowd it really you know? it really helps it really yeah, does yeah. It, i mean because when you've got so much behind, I'm not, i mean i'm not saying i'm the best artist in the world there yeah. are so many amazing talented artists in the world and what i want to do is give them a platform for which they can be recognized as artists yep. and not just the mendi wali yeah, you know, yeah. You know, and i've been treated like that so many times i've been at houses where i'm doing the mendi and to the makeup artist they're like would you like a cup of coffee would you like a drink or to the photographer is like would you like a meal would you like something and they walk straight past the girl doing the mendi yeah not even ask you for a glass of water and i was like why is that why is the henna artist like right at the bottom of the hierarchy yeah, yeah. and i just there are they're artists they're given their time you know that they're they're, they're talented yep. um so and that's how i want them to be seen and to be able to have a job as a henna artist in a luxury department store it gives my girls so much confidence and that's one of the things staffing you know staff come and go but one thing i've always heard about when my staff leave is like you've you've given me so much confidence you've not only helped me better my henna yeah, yeah. but you've you've made me so, so much more of a confident person and yeah. i love that i really love that that's crazy so so what kind of advice can you give to people that want to get into into you know becoming a mendy artist for for bridal you know bridal mendy artist i think you know in today and in today's day and age everyone wants to be a makeup artist and everyone yep. wants to be a henna artist because yep. yeah the money's good and it's good as a sideline i think if you want to make it your career you really have to think about it because it's going to take time yeah um number one for people to take you seriously number two for you to earn well enough out of it to make it a living. Yeah. Um, if you want to take it seriously, but it doesn't have to be your living. It could be something that you do on the side or something as a yeah. hobby. Um, 
But my my advice is that if you want to do it, go for it wholeheartedly. Yeah. Just literally, just don't let any any anything or anyone hold you back. One of my things was that people in the industry would not, even when I got my world record, they would not recognize me as an artist and they wouldn't give me the time of day. Yeah. But if I stayed so, so focused and just kept doing my thing, that I got to a point where I didn't care if they recognized me or not. I didn't care if they sent me work. I didn't care about that because I got it on my own. Yeah. Because um, I feel like in our industry and in our culture, it can be a bit clicky. Yeah. And I don't want to be sound too controversial, but... Yeah, definitely. No, it's, no, it's, you're, you're, you're right. It's just it. I don't feel like in our culture people help each other enough. Yep, I agree. Um, and I think that if we all helped each other a little bit more, yeah, we'd all be far more successful. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, so do you, do you deal? Do you still do bridal um, like Mendy? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. I don't advertise in any magazines or anything like yeah. that, and I don't do any of the shows. Yeah. Um, but through my own social media, through my own business, through my own, uh, you know, awareness of of, of our company, I, we do loads of brides. We're very busy with bridal. Bridal henna. So, what what is it about um, bridal henna that you like doing compared to um, like the henna bar, for example? So, there's there's yeah, I'll tell you what I like about each. Yeah, bridal henna. I love sitting with the bride. Yep, and just having a chat. Yeah, yeah. I'm a very quite kind of talkative person. I like chatting. Yeah. I like you know, I love meeting my clients, and to sit there and doing the Mendy, for me, Mendy is so therapeutic. Yeah, it's almost like meditation. Yep. My focus is just on the mendy yeah and i love doing that so that's why i enjoy doing the brides and also i like the rona the, the yeah. hustle and bustle of a wedding you cannot get to for me to be working in an atmosphere where there's so much cushy yeah. and so much happiness yep. that's that's a blessing yeah you know? yeah definitely so to be around that that's brilliant the reason why i love the henna bars is because it's the business side it's the business in me i've always wanted to have a business since i was a baby yeah like since i was little i always wanted to have my own company and to be that's why I make sure I do at least one shift a week at the henna bar yeah. so that I can meet my customers. Okay. So yep. I can speak to them and see, and people, you know, they're like, what are you doing on the shop floor? If your name's up there and I'm like, I, I want to meet my customers. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what you want. I want to see how you're, if you're liking the service. And then I also like being in that luxury atmosphere yeah, yeah. and seeing that, wow, people are getting their nails done and people are over there getting their henna done. Do you, I did that. Do you have celebrities that come into your henna bar? Yeah, like, loads. Like who? So we've had Ellie Golding, Perry Edwards. We have all the Bollywood stars that come from wow. uh, India over the summer. The first thing they do when they get off the plane is come to the henna bar. No way. Uh, we have what so kind of, What kind of Bollywood celebrities? I wouldn't know. Gajal. Them, wow, okay, um, I know Gajal, yeah. Yeah, um, Priti Zinta we've had, no Krishma Kapoor. Or, or you know those kind of the, yeah, the, yeah. the whole Bollywood clique wow. basically, um, and then all of the you know the clients from the UAE, yeah. you know famous singers from there, and um, lo yeah, loads of celebrities. Sometimes we do celebrities and we don't even know who they are. Yeah, and um, we're like, oh, do you know who that was? Do you know who you just did? And it's like we get a lot of princesses from the yeah. UAE, and wow. we don't know that they're princesses because, but all we know is there's one security guard standing at every corner of the beauty workshop yeah. while they're sat there doing their henna. That's crazy. So it's it is crazy. It's a different world, but it's so keeps you on your toes. What what is it about the henna bar um, that you don't like, or or you struggle with, or just something that yeah you don't prefer? Nothing. I love it all. Yeah, I love it. What all. kind of challenges do you do you have though? Staffing is difficult. Yeah, because not everyone has the same vision as you, and not everyone has the same work ethic as you yeah um which which can be quite trying yeah it's not i mean i mean me and my husband get this a lot as well because you know we'll be on our phone there's not a time where we're like 
right, we can just switch off. Yeah. If the phone goes off, we need to tend to it. Yep. You know, if if there's something on there or someone needs a refund or something like that and we're in the middle of dinner, I'll have to say, I'm oh, sorry, gorgeous, I need, I need to check my phone. And it, it has, you know, sometimes it is like, oh, come on, like, you know, we've got to yeah. spend time with each other. But then again, we both understand the nature of the beast because yeah. we both have our own businesses. So we're quite understanding with that. So I've actually come across a lot of women that um, want to work for you. Oh. A number of people actually, because then, because they know that I know you, they're like, oh, like you know, can you like give me a C, you know, give my CV to you and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah. So, so what would you say to? Because um, obviously you're going to be hiring, you know, eventually, like, or well, you might be hiring now. Yes. You know. So what would you say to people that want to that want to work for you? Um, we love bubbly, uh, uh, bubbly personalities. Yeah. People who can talk because a lot of people think that the whole job is just sitting there doing henna for people it yeah. is it's i'd say it's 50 percent, but the other 50 percent is speaking yeah. talking making relationships with the customers you know um that's really important yeah um and then just you know for us we're like a family yeah um once you're in the team you'll like really enjoy it yeah um but it's just about building relationships with customers clients and and showing your talent yeah so recently you got recognized by the queen yeah um can you just talk about that? <laughs> yeah. So I was nominated to receive a British Empire Medal uh, for services to beauty because no one has ever yeah. made henna available in the department stores and so yep. forth. Um, so we gave, you know, I, I gave them what they asked for, you know, the the, the work that I've done, the stores that we're in. Um, and they, they sent me a letter. I got a letter from the Prime Minister wow. saying that uh, by the Queen... You know, they've been instructed by the Queen that they'd like to give me a British Empire medal. Do you wish to accept it? And I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. It was funny because I was, I was at the gym and my dad called me. He goes, uh, no patat, no Prime Minister, the letter I was like, <laughs> I thought, oh my God, am I in trouble? Um, and <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing you thought. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why. And then um, I was like, really? I was like, Dad, open it. And he goes, shall I open it? I said, yeah. I said, open it. So he opened it and he told me and we were, I was just like, I was so chuffed. I'm really, really happy. So it got announced in june and you know the evening standard covered it we got on the front page of the orford recorder um you know a lot of lot of coverage on it press coverage and then i received the award in november on november the 16th so yeah i've got it's it's a medal and it's a heavy medal yeah and it's got my name on it they've inscribed my name on it it's brilliant it's so where where do you keep the medal it's at home at the moment yeah is it like a special place that you put it in your house well we're in the middle of getting well my husband's going to get it Framed oh, okay, nice. and with the picture and all of that stuff. So, yeah. but yeah, but I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't mind it being framed, but it, I do want to keep holding it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's that kind of yeah feeling. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, but it is, it's, it's so surreal, and you, I didn't realize how much of a big deal it was until I got all the congratulations yeah. and the press and all of that stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, it's a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna wrap up. This yeah. has been really, really good. Um. What kind of advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs, especially especially within the South Asian community? What would you say to them? I'd say keep going. Um, I'd say if you are, if you love something enough, it's not going to feel like work. Some days are going to feel like work. Don't get me wrong; it's going to be hard. Um, but I'd say just to persevere. And number two, don't wait for permission or acknowledgement from the people around you. If you love it enough and you feel it in yourself, just do it. Just do it. And then those people will come and follow you after you've got your successes. Um, and then by that time, you probably won't, yeah. don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what would you say is the key to success and the key to happiness? Um, 
the key to success in app is just to keep yourself happy. If doing what you, for me, doing Mendy, doing something in Mendy was keeping me happy. Yeah. So I had to do that. Doing a nine to five job wasn't keeping me happy. Yeah. So that's the key. Listen to yourself. You know yourself better than anybody. Yeah. That's the key to happiness. Listen to yourself. What about the key to success. The key to success is perseverance okay. and and consistency. So consistently keep moving forward. So I didn't get the BEM like right at the beginning. Yeah. I've had to, I've, I feel like I've had small successes along the way. The world record, then uh, you know celebrities, then the henna bars, then the BEM. So keeping consistent. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden you'll end up somewhere and you'll be like, gosh, how did I, how did yeah. I even get there? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you so much Thank for, you. for coming. Thank you. And uh, what's your social media so everyone can follow so you? So it's at Bhavan underscore Henna on Instagram and Twitter. And it's Bhavan Henna Bar on Facebook. Cool. All right. Thanks for having us. Excellent. Thank cool. you. See ya.